Hello everyone, and uh, I want to say thank you for joining this uh, uh, this edition of the Christian Bible Ministry. Uh, it's always been a blessing for me to be able to uh, do this program, and I hope that it has been a blessing to you all. Uh, so here it is, it's 5 o'clock Sunday morning, or it was 5 o'clock Sunday morning when I was writing this, and uh, uh, someone had, re- had suggested to me recently to cover uh, Job. And so I thought about it, and I said, yes, this would be a good uh, topic to discuss. Uh, Job was a wealthy man, as you may know. Uh, He had a big family and a lot of property. Uh, But most importantly, the Bible tells us that Job was blameless before God. That's in Job chapter 2, verse 3. Now, of course, this does not mean that Job was sinless. But it just means that Job was like David, and that his heart was after God's. Or, I should say here that it seemed that Job's heart was after God's. Um, David David and Job were two different uh, people, and I think in this respect, and uh, we're going to get into that shortly. Um, but... Uh, first, Job's troubles began when Satan wanted to see Job fail. So, uh, Satan tried to tell God that Job would curse God if God stopped protecting and blessing him. Job, so Job was allowed by God to suffer. And we can see in our lives maybe where we feel like we're, you know, we feel like we're doing uh, what we're supposed to be doing, but yet we're suffering. We are suffering calamities like Job did. We ask ourselves why. I'm sure we ask ourselves the question why. Uh, but there's something we need to remember here, and I will quote Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7 through 11. And this is about to get into what I think was the difference between David and Job. Uh, Hebrews 12, 7 through 11 reads. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live for they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it you know we have uh, I know I did. I had awesome parents. <clears throat> I had I had the most awesome parents that you could possibly imagine. They loved me and my they loved my brother and myself in every way that they should have had, you know, and they just they broke their backs trying to provide for us. But also they showed it in one very uh, they showed their love in one other very important uh fashion when we did wrong 
there were no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Chances are we were probably going to get a butt whipping. And I remember as a child that I did not look forward to getting my butt tore up. But at the same time, if I knew that I had done wrong, so I couldn't complain about it. And uh, I remember one time when I was a child, I ran away from my mom uh, in the mall. And, uh, you know, you could say that I was was scared because I was a little five-year-old child who... Uh, was lost and couldn't find his mother and so I finally but when I found my mom you know she was mortified talking to a police officer and so she saw me and she grabbed me up and we went outside and you know and she handled business and it hurt it hurt 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 bad I can tell you that but I didn't complain about it because I knew that I had messed up and done wrong. And I knew that things had could have gone much, much worse. And so I knew that that was why my mother was whipping me because she loved me. If she didn't love me, then she wouldn't have cared enough to discipline me like that. So, and that is the way that God does us. We have something in our lives maybe that we can't see is wrong. And so he brings these, or he allows these things to come upon us to get our attention. And he knows just what the right uh, length of the discipline is. And he knows just how to do it. And it suits each person. So... Like I said, you know, it's, it might be that we have unconfessed sin in our lives that uh, is the reason for our troubles. You know, we ask God why we are having problems, but we might not stop and ask, what are we doing wrong? We blame God instead, maybe, sometimes. People, people might read the book of Job and ask, what was Job's sin? This is something that I have to remember sometimes because I haven't really read the book of Job. I hadn't read the book of Job in a long time. And so it's a point that kind of that kind of escaped my mind. But in reading up on the book of Job, you know, and asking the question of what was Job's sin, well, after all the calamities he endured, Job had a very long dialogue with some friends of his, uh, none of whom who proved to be very helpful. And uh, they may be, and they may, and they might be best left to discuss another day. They had. Uh, uh, tried to think, tried to say that it was because of some outward sin that Job did that he was having problems. Uh, but then Job winds up hearing from God himself, and God well showed Job that Job was a mere mortal, whereas God formed the universe and all that is in it. God is all powerful, whereas man is just about nothing in comparison. We, I mean, we are something in comparison because God loves us. But we are insignificant, insignificant in comparison to God. So God's, you know, God is just infinitely more righteous than we are. And uh, Job had, you know, anyway, Job had seen himself as a righteous man, and this allowed his head to swell, uh, to swell, uh, swell a bit. 
And I think if you look at some of the churches today, you have people who think that because they dress a certain way, uh, they abstain from all alcohol, don't watch TV, or don't do uh, housework or whatever on Sunday, or other things, that they're great Christians. Uh, but the problem is that holiness has to be on the inside first. Job had all this stuff, a big family and lots of land and animals, and he thought that he had it all because God blessed him due to his strict adherence to the law. But this is not what God wanted from Job. God wanted Job to have the proper understanding of the fact that Job was in reality, like all the rest of us, no good. You might say that Job was like a Pharisee. And we can remember in Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, where Jesus warned that unless our righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees and the others like Job, we cannot see heaven. The only way we can have, the, have this righteousness is to trust in the blood of Christ. You remember Jesus was getting on to the Pharisees because they were uh, accusing Jesus of breaking the Sabbath you know, by healing people on Sundays and things like that. And they viewed Jesus doing miracles as violating the letter of the law. But what Jesus was trying to tell them is that they were going against the spirit of the law because he was helping people. He wasn't doing uh, whatever kind of work would have violated the law. He was helping people, healing people. He was doing God's work. And so the the Pharisees had gotten so caught up in following the letter of the law that they lost sight of what the spirit of the law was. And uh, Job was like that. He had gotten himself into a legalistic way of thinking, which enabled him to see himself in a false light. He, uh, he saw himself as a righteous man who was doing things that he thought he was supposed to be doing and uh you know in short job was just an old testament pharisee people might not think that might not think that so quickly but it's the truth and this is why god allowed satan to harm job uh satan meant it for evil but in actuality what uh, what Satan accomplished was doing God's will. The Lord used Satan to correct Job. See, the beauty, one of the ironic things about the whole about God and Satan is, is that Satan truly had or has a desire to overthrow God and to be God, basically, or take God's place. But it, you know, it kind of makes me want to laugh, laugh in a way because Satan is still confined by the simple fact that he absolutely must do what God allows him or commands him to do. He has no choice in the matter. So in a sense, even Satan Satan is still a servant of God, even though he is not righteous and is condemned he is already condemned to the fires of hell for all eternity. He is still subject to God and will be all for for all the rest of eternity and so god uses the devil to correct us just like he did job um uh, in the end you know 
again, in the end, the Lord reminded Job in no uncertain terms what Job's true place in his relationship with God was. And because Job repented of his self-righteousness, the Lord chose to double everything he, uh, everything Job had before. Before all this, Job had a lot of stuff. Uh, he had a lot of kids and a lot of other things. But after the fact, he had even more. So God not only restores us after our discipline, but he may even choose to double what he what was lost. R- remember that. God God cares, okay? He really does care. That's why he disciplines us. And you know, but he uh he also knows that we have to be reminded of his love after his discipline sometimes. Um uh, but anyway, before I close this program, I would like to say that um, I will cover Job's friends uh, in hopefully the next segment. And uh, I hope that this program has been a blessing to you all. And uh, I hope that uh, you have gained some kind of uh, insight into Job and what you know Job's real problem was. And... You know, we can all maybe have moments where we get to be like Job, and that's when God has to step in and remind us of what the real deal is. You know, and uh, the only way, like I said before, the only way that you can have the righteousness that will get you to heaven is by knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior. And uh, all you have to do is say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and that he rose from the dead. And I believe that he is the only way only way that people can be saved. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Or you don't even have to say the prayer. Just yield to him. You know, you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and the Son of God come in the flesh. Then you, my friend, are a child of God. Uh, this concludes this edition of the Christian Bible Ministry. And I hope you all have a fantastic night or day or whatever the case may be. And I look forward to... Uh, Uh, I look forward to the next program. Well, everyone, cue some update music. Uh, I realize now that the last program was maybe a little too short, uh, so I I have decided to update it and add uh, add this uh, a little bit to it. Uh, I understand now that the impression I gave of Job is just one scenario that we can find in people. Or it, and it's also maybe one, just one interpretation or possible interpretation of Job. Uh, I don't really necessarily think that it is maybe the correct interpretation anymore, though. Uh, one thing that I did not talk about, uh, I realize now, is that just because someone is suffering does not necessarily mean that they are being judged by God. I remember, uh, I remember that Jesus addressed this when he was asked about the man who was blind from birth. Uh, the f- people had asked Jesus if it was the man was blind because of some kind of sin that he had done before he was born, I think, or or even his parents, because he, you know, because the kid or the man had been born blind, so they had wondered if maybe he had or was being judged maybe even for some kind of future sin. I don't know. 
But Jesus told them that uh, he was born that way so that the glory of God could be made manifest. In other words, so that people could see God's power working through him. Or maybe through the miracle, you know, people, you know, God used his blindness to show his uh, power, you know, by the healing of the blindness. And uh, with regards to Job, uh, I think it could be that uh, even, you know, well, first of all, even God declared Job to be an upright man, not once, but twice. And so we can see that Job was doing what he was supposed to be doing, because after all, God would not have declared him righteous if he was, you know, being self-righteous or, you know, holier than thou or whatever. Uh, And, you know, some say we are not to question God, but I think that the book of Job can tell us that we are to enjoy such a fellowship with God that we can at least ask why without blaming God. Because, you know, when we go through trials and stuff in this life, you know, we may very well ask questions. You know, we ask God, why? Why is this happening? But as long as we don't blame God for it, then I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Because it is human nature for us to ask these questions because we may, you know, we might have some kind of unconfessed sin, you know, like I had thought that Job might have had, and he may very well have had, but the thing is, you know, we're not to blame God for it. I don't think, uh, Job didn't even blame God for uh, all the stuff that had happened. He, he asked questions, you know, but I do think that that is totally, uh, it's acceptable because how else are we going to have a a deep and great fellowship with God if we are not able to ask that question that one question why and so I hope this kind of clears up anything that uh, might have been uh, unclear from what I said and the from what I said earlier and uh, Job is really a very deep book and it's something that uh, it's honestly if you're going to study that book in particular you know you have to do an in-depth study of it because there is so much that goes on in that book that it's just it's it's almost it's well it's mind-boggling and uh, because what it is Job's friends said hey you're doing something wrong You, you must have done something wrong they did good by coming to him and listening for a while, but then when they started to try to talk, you know, they messed up there, but that's, like I said, a subject for another program. So, uh, again, I hope this is a blessing to y'all, and I hope that uh, uh, God will bless you, and uh, I pray that uh, he will guide me on uh, what to speak on later on. So, thank y'all.